Well, once again, good morning. It's great to have everybody here with us. Welcome. My name's Daryl. If we haven't met, I look forward to us meeting. Um, I want to thank Lazarus Amina for this morning for communion. Did a great job. Thank you very much. <clears throat> Worship team, wonderful, consistent like always. And, and Lisa, wow. You know, but you did miss something. I love, I'm going to take advantage of this opportunity to say, yes, the white elephant gift is right there. <coughs> there you go. I, hey, I'm not one to point fingers <coughs> or anything like that. <laughs> you know, I really, I picked up one today that's talked about having a men's uh, breakfast in July and the <laughs> ladies' retreat in September. I'm going, are they all like this? So maybe, you know, it's like, it might be what the Lord might be saying to you for the moment. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we are, um, hello. So yeah, if you missed uh, Wednesday, um, we had quite a little party, chili bash party going on, but there was this like the shark pack that showed up. You guys see the shark pack? We got to have a special invitation for them so they can come and show us all what all of you that you guys missed the shark shark pack. One lick, licked me right up like this one, like that. I know. Do we have a photo? Okay, so next week we'll have that photo. We'll get it up. Okay, we'll get it on the city or something. But it was great. These guys did a great job. And we had lots of chili. I met a lot of people from the community. Actually, we had people standing out there waiting for us to open the doors to get in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of cool, right? And we had lots of chili. I ate a lot of chili. So so today we're going to be talking about hospitality. Um, and, you know, when you think about hospitality, what do you think of? Go ahead and shout out some nice words. What do you think about? What? Food? Food? Giving. Ah, my house to your house. All right. Okay. You're invited to my house. <laughs> Put out your best. Right. Greeters. Kindness. Loving people. Wow. I think that's great. I agree. Amen. Bless us, O oh God, with all of that. Change our hearts in the midst of time. Uh, and let it, let it be so. Let it be so. Yeah, hospitality. Big word. I think hospitality, you know, needs to shine in the midst of the community. Needs to shine with us, but I also think it's something that's a part of who we are wherever we wherever we go, uh, whether it be locally or the workplace or school or uh, different activities. I think that I, idea of I think hospitality and generosity are like Siamese twins. I think they just work together. I think that to be hospitable in the way that I think the Bible tells us and, and invites us to participate in hospi hospi being hospitable, hospitable is to live a life of generosity. 
and generosity, they're both really big words, aren't they? They're challenging. Some of us do some things well and other things not so well, right? I mean, and so when you think of those words, you always think of things of areas that you, well, if you're like me, you could be in denial where you go. I don't want to think about that. Anyways, but there's always places that we can always improve, right? There's places that we can grow. Uh, There's places that we can get healed up from. Um, You know, uh, so hospitality. There was a, there's a encounter that Jesus had in Mark 12. There's an encounter where a lawyer came to him, and we refer to this scripture quite often here. Uh, you know, we, we put it out there. We've got it on the stage. Uh, where the lawyer came, scribe came to Jesus and said, okay, Jesus, you know, we know this, we know that, but and, and, and they're always trying to entrap Jesus, trying to find something that they could really point the finger at him and say, see, he's a false prophet, he's this, he's that, he's the other thing, he's not from God, mostly is what they're trying to say. But he said, okay, so what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus said in 12, it says, the most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord your God is one and only, and the one and only Lord. And you must love the Lord your God with your whole heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, and all of your strength. And the second is equally important, to love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. So in between loving God, right here, loving God, Right there. In between loving God with everything, everything, all of your existence, everything about you, to moving loving God over to loving people. And all the activities that take place in between. From over there to over here. Everything that takes place. Some of the words that we, t- we talked about today, Generosity, open hearts, open, open our homes, stopping, giving somebody a ride. I mean, there's, it's just endless, right? Hospitality, it's who we are. It's who we are. See, hospitality isn't a project, right? It is who we are. And we are this because of Jesus. Isn't that right? And so what I would suggest to us and invite all of us to do together is that let's start with one vision. Let's just start with one vision. Let's partner together, if possible. I think this is a Jesus call. I really do. You will have to decide for yourselves. But I really believe this is a Jesus call. Let's make this place together as, as we come together. And as it says in Acts, they says in Acts 4, it says this. And the multitudes had one heart and one soul. Now, other translations say mind, but I think there's more to it. There's something said about the soul. We'll talk about the soul as we move forward. But the one heart. And one soul. So my thoughts are, 
my desire, my request of God, is it possible? Can we do this? Can we say yes to it? Can we at least embrace the journey together of making this place, Oasis Vineyard Church, the friendliest place in town? Is that possible? It can't be just a few. It can't be just a little handful of people that go, yay, 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 rah, 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 do, do, do. It's got to go from wall to wall, north to south, east to west, right? The whole thing. Can we be the best? Well, at least, at least try to be the best, right? I mean, there's nothing wrong with trying. But can we be the friendliest? Can we be the friendliest? Is that, is that, is that being arrogant or prideful? That's in Christ, right? We can only do it in Christ. That's what we were talking about this morning. That's what communion was. Communion was about we just come to the table and give, and give, give our meager, and God takes it and multiplies it. So if we just say yes to the heart of God and let him multiply it. I'm asking again, can we do that? Can you say yes to God? Boy, I'm telling you what. If I was a cheerleader, I would be going, let's get back. Cheerleader 101. Can we say yes to God? Yes. Okay, one more time. As you're getting there, can we say yes to God? Yes. All right, I'm liking this. We're going somewhere. Okay, that's, that's better. Now, if, if I was sitting out there and somebody said, can we say yes to God? I would stand there and say, you bet we can. All right, that's what I would say anyways. That, that's if I was sitting out there. But... Since I'm not sitting out here and I'm up here, I can't say that. <laughs> Hospitality is even measures leadership. The role of being hospitable is measured. What Paul said in Titus 1.8, it says, but be hospitable. He was, he's talking, Paul, writing to Titus, says, be hospitable. A lover of what is good. Be a lover of what is good. Be passionate. Be forward-thinking. Embrace it. Say yes to it. Be a lover of that. And you know, you can always tell what people love. We were driving home from, uh, the, on, on the freeway last night from a, a reception, Lisa and I. We're coming home, and so this truck comes by. And this, I'm not picking on anybody, but I could tell that this guy with his truck and his duck hunting boat, that he loved a duck hunt. I, and he was just driving by, and he had, he had his truck look like it was a swamp. It had, it had weeds all around it. I call them weeds, but, you know, you could tell. And then he had, he had his ducking boat, and I'm going, this guy's all in duck hunting. It was obvious. I had to take two or three looks. I'm going, what is that all on the side of his truck? Anyways, he loved it. You could tell that. Now, I'm not saying that's bad, but I'm saying what Paul is saying, love what you do. Love it. Because when you love something, it, it determines how you act. It determines how you respond to other people. It determines how you walk through life. It determines everything about you because you love it. Matter of fact, you love something well enough. For, for an example, let me give you an example here. 
I'm not picking on anybody's toes or anything like this. Well, let's just take sports, for instance. Let's just say you had a favorite team. Let's just say you had a favorite. Yeah, Seahawks. Oh, oh, there's people in here that even like Green Bay. Can you believe that? I mean, come on. (laughs) And they wear these. And then, well, and then you got your Utah lovers, right? You guys see that anywhere? Uh, all over the place, Utah lovers, and they wear red. And, I mean, I, I'm a fan, you know. I talk about L.A. Dodgers, but I don't want to. <laughs> but you, when you love something, all of a sudden, things around you are linked to that thing, whatever that is. What, duck hunting, sports, uh, instruments, you know. People that play instruments normally have more than one. Then there's people like me that don't play a lot and have more than one. So anyway, you know, you love it. So Paul goes on. Sober-minded, just, holy, self-control, holding fast to the, the faithful word as it has been taught to you, holding fast to it. Now he's, 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 he's started out, be hospitable. And then he's unpacking all of it. That you might be able, by sound doctrine, both to exhort and convict those who contradict. In other words, you own it. You own it. You understand it. It's a part of you. It exists within you. It isn't a theory because you walk it out. It's recognizable. You don't have to tell somebody, I'm hospitable. You don't have to wear a sign about it because it's who you are. I remember years and years and years ago, um, and this particular gentleman has been to our church in the early days often, especially when we're cultivating prayer in our lives. His name is Noel Alexander. He's South African. He lived in Missouri. And we, we built a really good relationship. And I was in Missouri at a conference one day, and I remember I was in this meeting, a luncheon, and he walked in the room. And I just, there was something about it. As he walked in the room, he was a very humble guy and nice guy and all that stuff. He walked in the room, and I said, what is so different about him? I could just tell there was something different about him. And uh, it turns out, as we, Noel and I built a relationship, I, he spent hours in prayer. Hours. And I thought, that's what was different about him. And it took me a while to figure that out. You know, and he was, he was one of the pastors with Mike Bickle. And, and uh, he, he was just, he, he really, in those years, was, had become a discipler to me in the place of prayer. I learned a lot. And I think he's been here like 10 times or something like that. But... You, when you love something, when you appreciate something, you cultivate it, you learn about it, you embrace it. And Paul's unpacking this idea, this is what a leader is. Leaders do this. So those of us here that feel call of being a leader, you really need to think through what God is asking you. Because he's, he, he begins with, be hospitable. Be hospitable. It is also, hospitality 
is all about being a follower of Christ. To use uh, biblical terms, it's being a disciple. Being a follower of Christ is being hospitable. It's being generous. Loving the things that Christ loves. Let me, let me let you in on a little secret. One of the things that Christ loves is people that don't know him. He loves the lost. He loves the broken. He loves the disenfranchised. He loves them. He loves those that you point the finger at. He loves them. He loves them. He even loves those that are in politics. Boy, that was a hot one, wasn't it? That was a home run. Thank you, Daryl. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> but he does. He reminds me of that. I sit there and I listen to this stuff and I go, Gads. I just go, Gads. I'm not going to go, I'm not going down that road, but I'm telling you what, God loves people, right? Jesus loves you. He died for them. And we have this way, we have this ability to categorize God's love. I, love, I appreciate what was said about communion this morning. We have an op, what is called an open communion. That anybody that walks through our doors, if they choose to have communion, they can. It's called open communion. Uh, and then there's those that have what they call closed communion. It's their choice. I'm not, I'm not picking on anybody here. It's their choice. But we've made the choice of having open communion. So, I'm going to ask Anna to come up. And she's going to give us a little um, talk on the importance of our greeting ministry. Because that's what we've been introducing here recently, is our greeting ministry. And how you might want to be involved in that. Especially if you're a bubbly, friendly person. And there's plenty of us here. Come on up. Thank you, Anna. So, um, I have a question. Thank you, by the way. And, you know, the truth is, if everybody... Now, think about this. If everybody does a little, a lot gets done. If everybody does a little part, right? Right, a lot gets done. It, 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 uh, that's just how it, how, how it works. So, just really pray about and think about how you might... Uh, help participate. These are, we've been sharing in different, uh, the last few weeks we've been sharing different opportunities. So who here remembers when we, our connect groups, what we call our connect groups, who here remembers the word kinship group? Why are, come on up here. <laughs> Teach you to raise your hand. <laughs> come back here, Glenn. <laughs> so why is Connect Groups important to you? It creates some community. Mm -hmm. It will lift you up. Amen. A lot of 
<laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you. He or Trooper. All right. So one of, one of the ways we talk about building relationships, even through the different activities we do, like we did with the Chili Fest, and we do those different, we have what we call, uh, we call them connect groups, because we want to connect with each other. So, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lift, list out there. Really think about it. We need to start some more, for sure. Uh, but it's how, one way, we get to know each other. And, uh, and that's why we have them. We do believe, as, as, as Glenn said, we do believe that it is the best place to grow as a follower of Christ. We, we really do believe that. So um, hospitality also crosses social barriers. It's, it helps us understand the importance of being hospitable to everybody. And... Um, uh, we want to be what is considered an open set. We, 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 and I believe we all do. I think you all would agree. We love diversity. I love diversity, don't you? I, I love what different cultures bring into the life of a church. I love it when we have, uh, you know, when, when the Cambodian church comes down and we do it life together and we share our foods together and they make such great egg rolls and, you know, uh, <laughs> And, you know, I just love it. I love diversity. And, and I think it represents the heart of God. So let's take on the, the, the Jesus vision of what it is between loving God and loving our neighbor as ourself. And the things that are in between that. It's, um, you know, love, forgiveness, helpfulness, generosity, kindness. Humility, patience, submission, gentleness, unselfishness. All those things lie between loving God and loving people. Those are the, the things that get stirred into us. That, that, is the, uh, th- that needs to be a part of us. All that is generosity and hospitality together. What it is not, what isn't in between loving God and loving people is pride and arrogance. Jealousy and anger and hatred and partiality. Those things should not exist in the Jesus vision. And those things sometimes are a part of us and they try to creep in. But God's love and passion for each and every one of us will help uh, uh, by the gifting of the Holy Spirit heal us and help us to understand that, that we are God's Ephesians 2.10. That we are God's workmanship. We are his workmanship. Created for good works. Another other translation said, I love this one. We are his masterpiece. His masterpiece. How many of us look in the mirror and say, I'm a masterpiece? Right? Come on, you need to do that. In Christ, I'm a masterpiece. I'm a workmanship of God and Jesus. See, in between loving God, as the worship team comes forward, and loving people is the last covenant, right? We just went through a whole series, that covenant of love. And all of these things we're talking about exist between the two. That's what makes 
the community, the church of what we are. And that's what helps us become a people of one heart and one soul. It's, it's all of us putting our hands together to, to, to um, be that expression of Jesus. I just want to be the best Daryl that God has created me to be, knowing that if I'm the best person I am supposed to be, others that help me, it's, it's that domino effect, that I get to be a, part of, a positive part of somebody else's life. Hospitality, generosity, kind. I get to be a part. It's a privilege. It's a privilege to do that. So let's be let's look through the lens of Jesus. Let's look look through those glasses and start beginning to see people as as Jesus sees people. Let's believe. Let's believe in Christ Jesus that we can be the most friendliest people we know. Right? Authentic, authentically friendly. You know, well, I think that's just a good word. Let it be so, oh God. We would just invite you, Holy Spirit, just to move in our hearts in such a way that, that changes us so we become authentically lovers of Christ. Authentic. Because that's where everything flows from. Just authentic. We're going to take a, a breakdown and take uh, our offering, our tithes and offering. And this, this, please, if you're a guest today, do not feel obligated. It's just kind of the best way we figured out how to uh, receive. And so we, we just want again want to appreciate we appreciate your um, your generosity and, and your faithfulness in giving, and your sac. We know that giving is a sacrifice. So God bless your sacrifice. God bless your willingness. Remembering in uh, Matthew 25, verse 40, Jesus is talking about the end times, but Matthew 25, verse 40, it says, when you do this to the least of these, you're doing it to me. When you're being hospitable, when, when, when you're being this outflow, you're doing it to Jesus. And doesn't that kind of make the whole thing a lot easier? It's like, I just want to do, I just want to give you my best, Jesus. I just want to respond to you, Jesus, when, when you invite me, invite us. I just want to say yes to you. Let's, uh, we're going to uh, sing one last song. I want to invite the prayer team uh, people to come forward. And as we feel free to come up during the song and get prayer uh, from the t prayer team me members. And I, I was thinking earlier, um, I think it was the last couple of songs, I was thinking about how um, the enemy comes, you know, the enemy, the Bible says the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And uh, I was thinking how the enemy uses guilt to keep us from moving forward. How the enemy uses guilt to, to, to shame us, to manipulate us. 
and how some of us feel guilty over things that we have done and we can't seem to get past it. You, you have a, you're having a very difficult time forgiving yourself. Even though you've asked God, but you are having a hard time to forgiving yourself. And I just want to invite you up as we, we sing this one last song and as a prayer team uh, members will be able to just come up and we, we want to pray for you. Because there is forgiveness in Christ. And there is a future in Christ. And there, uh, there, God has a plan for each and every one of us. Remembering that God has nothing but good things. Jesus has nothing but good things for each and every one of us. And, and we just want to help people discover that. Most of all, we want you to discover Jesus. Because in discovering Jesus, you discover that. Would you stand with me, please? Amen. Amen. So, do you ever feel like um, you're working hard to be good? Or you're just working really hard to, to just be good, to, be, to do the right thing, to, to, you're just working hard at it. See, I think that's why the Lord sent the Holy Spirit, where they created a change from the inside out, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And we, we have a tendency to uh, think of the presence of the Holy Spirit always being this, you know, shake and bake. Which is nothing wrong with that. Trust me, I'm, I'm a, I love shaking and baking. Uh, but there's also the part of the presence of the Holy Spirit that empowers us to be what God created us to be. That empowers us to be authentic. That is, empowers us, that changes us from the inside out. That become the real deal. That's the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. That's why in Acts 4 they could say the multitudes had one heart and one soul is because they were empowered by the Holy Spirit to love. To love. And so if you've really been feeling like, or the sense is, man, I've been working really hard to be a good Christian. But I find myself with a stinky attitude, judgmental, Irritable, irritated, and just darn mad at everything all the time. Now, if that's you, we want to pray for you. How's that? Or you just don't like people. We want to pray for you. No, I'm, I, I'm joking, but I am, I am so serious. <laughs> Isn't that kind of like an oxymoron? Oh, I'm a follower of Christ. Really? Are you going to let somebody know? Right? There you go. Thank you, sister. So if, if you're, you're feeling those kinds of struggles, all, all kidding aside, if you're feeling those kinds of we definitely want to pray for you because there is an empowerment of the Holy Spirit 
that is so transforming, so changing, that enables us to walk out of our own strength. To walk out of our own strength and just be. Just be in Him. Now, I'm not going to say it's in a blink of a moment. It could happen that way. Could. I pray that you do get it like just like that. But uh, my experience is I have to say yes to Jesus every day. Every day. I have to say yes to Jesus. So if, that, if, if you want prayer for that, I'm just asking you to come forward. I'm going to close this in prayer. Come forward. We want to pray for you. Because we know that God loves each and every one of us in this room and has a plan for us. And he sent his Holy Spirit so that we would be a people of one heart and one soul in Christ Jesus. So, Lord, I just ask in, the, in, the, in your powerful name, in the presence of your Holy Spirit, who is with us now, who is right here, right now, to come and to change our hearts in the midst of time, in this very moment, that you would come, Lord, and help us to be the people that you've called us to be, that we would be the person that you called us to be, that very person that you died for and rose again so that we might have life and that life abundantly. In the powerful name of Jesus, we ask these things. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So if you like prayer, please come forward. We have those of you who love to pray for you um, and just be a part, uh, help along the way. We are going to have our prayer meeting here. The prayer training will be upstairs. The prayer meeting will be right here. Prayer training upstairs.